Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Welcome to Pre-Service, a podcast all about preparing you for worship at Silverdale Baptist Church. My name is Michael. I'm with my friend Kevin, and we're glad to be together with you. We are. Thank you for taking the time. So whether you're listening to this as you're driving somewhere on the podcast, or if you're watching it on video somewhere, thank you for taking the time. We hope that what we're working in tonight is going to be beneficial for you as you prepare your heart for the upcoming services this weekend. So we're actually in the book of Hebrews. This is a series that's been going on here at church for a while, and we're in the third section on chapter 11 about faith. That's right. Tonight we're going to be talking about Moses. And Kevin, I got to say that I found this very, very helpful. Now, this is not my first time studying um, Hebrews chapter 11. I've I've, I've studied it many times. Um, Mm -hmm. But I can remember early on in my studies in Hebrews reading through the um, the Old Testament narrative, going back to the story of Moses, reading through that, and then making some observations, because that's what really what this podcast is all about, right? Reading the text and making observations. Uh, and, and, and our purpose ultimately is to help prepare you for what our pastors are going to be preaching. Um, but for me, in my studies of Hebrews, going back and reading and making observations, I drew some conclusions or some thoughts about sure. Moses and then when I come over to Hebrews and read what it says about Moses, I realized that for me, I didn't quite get it right. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about a couple of examples of what that was like in my life. And I think maybe even in yours. Yeah, it, it, maybe it wasn't. I didn't get it right. It was, I didn't have a complete picture. I, That's probably my, a better My picture is I'm reading through in in Genesis and I, I read about Moses and, and then on into Deuteronomy and I, I read some of the stories, some of the information about Moses, his life, and I'm trying to build this picture of a character. Um, not, you know, like a storybook character, but, but a living human being and what was it like. I come away with some thoughts. And then when I read chapter 11, God gives me a much different, fuller picture of some of the motivations, some of the ideas about Moses and what he was dealing with at the time. And I, I was like, thank you, Lord, for for giving me more illumination about this. I think I just didn't get it right. <laughs> I'm glad you got a, I may have very well not gotten it right I'm at glad, all. I think we're, you know, I'm glad you got a fuller understanding. I just got it wrong. You got it wrong entirely. I appreciate that. I can appreciate that. But to that. set the context of what we're talking about here. So as, 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 as Kevin mentioned, we've been studying Hebrews for a while. And so th- this chapter, chapter 11, um, is part of a bigger section of the book of Hebrews that yeah. starts in chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. And really the rest of chapter 10 goes through maybe the middle of uh, 12, um, where the author has encouraged us to do some things. He starts off in verse 19 telling us of chapter 10 um, to to hold fast to our confession, to our faith, to draw near to the Lord in relationship, and really to draw near to each other as believers in community. Stir each each other up. Yeah. Do love and good works. Yeah. All those things. And to persevere uh, in our faith is our the, the, is huge. the, I guess, the overarching um, message that this author and the Lord was was trying to bring out to us in this section of Scripture. And then coming into chapter eleven, he gives us a number of examples of what that looked like from Old Testament history. 
So in the first sermon in chapter 11, verses 1 through 7, we talked about uh, three characters. We talked about uh, Abel Mm -hmm. and Enoch and Noah. Noah. And we learned a number of wonderful things about them. Go back and listen to our podcast. Go back and hear our pastor's sermon. And then last week, we talked about um, Abraham, Abraham and Sarah. Uh, That section of Scripture actually goes into their offspring, into Isaac and Jacob a little bit. But we talked primarily about Abraham and Sarah and about how they had faith for the future, how they were looking forward to uh, God's promise. Now, they saw it partially fulfilled, enjoyed that, uh, at least in small part. But God said that they would have descendants as numerous as the stars and be the father of many, many nations. And and, and Abraham never fully saw that play right, out. Right. And and through him and his offspring, the, all the nations of the world are going to be blessed. Right. And, and that was something that I don't think he nor his son nor, nor grandson necessarily experienced in the same way. It was, uh, you know, it was something that was still in the future for them. They had a taste of it. That's right. And so I I think it's important that faith is a key element here when the author of Hebrews is talking to us about holding fast and persevering and hanging on to our faith, not letting go. For the initial readers of this, they were in persecution. They were wrestling with, do we go back to something that's easy that is the foundation of how we got here, right? This whole story about Abraham and and their culture and where they were coming from. And they learned, as we've heard Tony say many times, why would you go back to the shadow that was a picture of what was to come when you already have the fulfillment, right? And that's Christ. And, And Jesus himself actually comes out in this section that we're looking at tonight, which is very interesting. That's right. And the very thing you say is what uh, played out in Moses's life. He he made a decision. Yes, this section says, and that decision had uh, consequences. Uh, he wasn't able to enjoy some of the things that the world had to offer in his day. You know, he was in a very prestigious place, had the opportunity to be in a very prestigious place, yeah. and yet he chose to be identified with the people of God. And you know, he didn't always make the right choice along no, the way. You no, know, he's he, like, obviously we we recognize him as being a an incredible man of faith, but. Faith was a journey for him too, and there were yes. some ups and downs in that. And we see some of that reflected even in this text here. I mean, for example, when we read um, in verse 24, by faith Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. And so, yes, he made a choice to be identified with the people of God rather than to enjoy all the blessings and riches that that go along with being identified as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. But, but in doing that, he made a bad choice. He did. That, that led him into this. So this, the truth that we see here conveyed to us in Hebrews, it kind of underlies and underscores the reality of where he was as a relatively young man. He was 40 years old, but which to you or me probably doesn't sound that young. But for him, that, that yeah, was... seeming younger all the time. The farther away I get from it. I started to say, <laughs> having passed that point, it seems like, yes, that was very... But his maturity was, you know, he found himself in a place where he took action. He took, he, he took action and ended up murdering somebody um, because of something that they were doing but and it wasn't just a simple fit of rage. It wasn't. Just an act of just, I did this and and it was... In, but let it, me ask, when you read it in Genesis, did you have the knowledge you needed to be able to say, no, that's, Moses, that, that wasn't just an act. 
there was something that underscored that whole thing for you? Or did you have to wait till you got to Hebrews? I had to read it in Hebrews. And that's the thing. That's one of the things I was telling you that I just got wrong. That when I read this, I was like, man, that was, that was dumb. Yeah. You know, I How mean, just, can you do you know, that? just to go out and, and just, I'm going to take this on in my own strength. And then to get to a point that you go that far. I mean, I've been mad at people before, but I've never been that mad yeah. at somebody before. But, you know, his act was a part of a bigger decision that he had made. And yes. it's really that decision to be identified with the people that the Lord accounted to him as faithfulness, not the act of murder. Right. Right. And, and that is a place where, you know, when you read some of the activities, it's easy for us to get our minds wrapped around an activity. This is an activity. This is a thing that happened. It's an event. And yet here, when we see a fuller picture, when the Lord shows us something that maybe wasn't included in the text, as Moses told the story back in Genesis, right? He had a particular thing that obviously weighed on his spirit, it weighed on his mind, and, and he documented that. But when the Lord looks at this, so let's, before I jump down a, a couple of verses, let's look, at, let's look at 26. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. I've got to say, if if I'm looking back in Genesis, it strikes me that this is, you know, around 400 years after Joseph. And it talks about the wealth or the treasure of Egypt. And I think Egypt was the place that God had raised up even through all of the difficulties and stuff, Joseph, and, and Joseph oversaw that nation, even as other nations came to them during the famine, they were incredibly wealthy. Egypt was extremely wealthy. And here's Moses, and it's like, you're turning away from the wealthiest nation, and you're going to be in the family of the wealthiest line of kings and, and, and leaders. And he considered the reproach of Christ greater than that worldly treasure. And I think that's one of the things that when we talk about wealth and we talk about treasure and we talk about value and what matters, it's odd to see reproach on the one hand and treasure on the other and, and wealth and, and say, this is more valuable. But his decision at the time, his action as a man of 40, when he chose to try and defend that Hebrew slave that was being beaten and he ended up killing a man, it was driven because of the value he placed in the promise of God through the line of Abraham. Yeah, and I love how the author here just goes ahead and identifies that promise with Christ, that it's ultimately fulfilled in Christ. Moses didn't know Christ by name or title at that point. No. Uh, but he did have faith in the in the future the promise. coming promise. Yeah. And I love, and I find a lot of encouragement and grace in this. I love that, um, that as the author unpacks uh, Moses and, and really what was that motivation that, that, that drove him to act by faith, to live by faith, that it doesn't identify all of the mistakes that he made or doesn't right. call out, so to speak, all the mistakes that he made. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did make some mistakes along the way. Right. Um, but you know, and the Lord we, doesn't cover those up. No, he doesn't. They're but, available to us in the Old Testament. But we oftentimes we identify ourselves by the things that we do, right? Yes. And so I can say, oh, man, I, I identify myself this way because I made this mistake. And the, and and I, I love, I mean, the author even addressed this back in chapter 10, um, where it talks about how we're identified with Christ. If you look at verse 14, that we are declared holy. We are mm -hmm. sanctified and that we are identified with Christ. We're declared holy because of what he did, his sacrifice, yes. right? So you look at chapter 10, verse 14 talks about that. 
but it says that he sanctified those who are being yes. made righteous, that yes. are being cleaned up. And so, you know, for me, God doesn't identify me by my mistakes. He identifies me in the person of Christ. Yes. That's where I find my identity. And, and in the end, that's what I'm going to be remembered for as well. Yes. Thank uh, God. I'm so glad for that. And what a great example of <clears throat> that in Moses's life, that he wasn't just identified by his mistakes, but he's identified by his faith, faith in the promise that is embodied in Christ. That is embodied in Christ. And yeah. as the passage goes on, uh, it talks about how he was looking to the reward. Uh, looking down at verse 26 at the end, you know, reminding me a little bit of the person of Abraham. He also looked forward right. to a promise that he never saw ful completely fulfilled. And on and on and on, this passage goes on. I'm, I'm struck. I'm just going to toss this out there and, you know, it, grab your Bible, go back to Genesis and read. But keep in mind, between verse 27, when he left Egypt at the age of 40, and then verse 28, by faith, he kept the Passover. He came back. They went through the the plagues and, and then they had the Passover. That's 40 years in between two verses. That's right. And I'm like, the thing that mattered to the Lord weren't all the events in the 40 years. It was that faith. By faith, he left. By faith, he kept the Passover. Thank God that that's the thing that the Lord finds in us, builds in us. And uh, I, I yeah, think that's important. That's so when, we, when we talk about that perseverance and the fact that the author of Hebrews is encouraging the readers and he's encouraging us now, centuries later, you know, persevere in your faith, hold fast. I, I just think that that's encouraging to me. I think so too. And, you know, certainly there are a number of other um, lessons we can draw from this passage. And we would encourage you to take the time to read through this. You know, even go back and read through the account in Genesis or reread it. Let that be a yeah. fresh hearing or reading of that um, passage as you prepare for worship this weekend. And, 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 and think, okay, Lord, what are you speaking to me? What Help me to see the truths of your word. Help me to understand what it means to, as Moses did, um, be faithful even when I'm suffering, when I make a choice that's going to lead to my suffering, but it's out of a desire to be faithfulness. What does that mean? What does that look like? You know, when when Moses had to make a number of decisions, he made as a leader, he had to do so by faith, and it and it wasn't always easy. He didn't always have a full understanding or all of the information but he did so by faith. And on and on, there are a number of other uh, applications, so to speak, right. that you can you can draw out of this passage. We're not going to spend a lot of time talking about that. We want uh, to encourage you to do that. And then certainly come this weekend to hear our pastors preach and allow the Lord to speak through these men, through the music, through the message, and draw you closer to him yeah. through this passage. We hope you'll be a part of one of our services. We have a Saturday service. We have a number uh, around the greater Chattanooga area on Sunday morning, even have online services if you can't be here in person. And take some time as you're spending time with the Lord in His Word this week and enjoy Him. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands, and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses, or you can attend online. 
You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale, and we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.